All right, guys, welcome to Owning Your Health. This is a show that helps you become your own health expert. And uh, we're going to have a little bit of change up today. Unfortunately, Dr. Holly didn't like doing the show with me anymore. She decided to take the day off. And so I brought in somebody that um, not as good looking, not as, uh, I don't know what I'm going with this. Anyways, all right, we got an awesome show for you guys today. We are continuing on with how do you create uh, really a, a legit healthcare plan and uh, a health plan for yourself and how do you individualize that. And we talked about diet, we talked about rest, we talked about the mindset of it, we talked about how do you create alignment as well in your body. And then today we're gonna talk about the one that, um, I think that in some ways is very controversial on what types of, of exercise you should be doing, at least in my opinion it is. Everybody is really confused. Some people overdo it. Some people think that just walking a mile is going to change their life. Uh, I think that's called life, but that's just me. Uh, and then so, and, you know, so anyway, so we're going to talk about extra, exercise today. And uh, first thing we're going to do is going to kind of broad picture. So I'm going to introduce, this is David Lohman. This is my personal trainer. He works with a lot of CEOs. He's worked with a lot of famous athletes as well. And uh, yeah, so David, welcome to Owning yeah. Your Health. Yeah, appreciate you. Absolutely. He also on. has his own podcast. What's your podcast? Yeah, Turf Talk with Lohman Health. Yes. So check out his podcast again. It's awesome. And uh, owns Lohman um, Health. And you're about to start your your gym up this month, right? Next yeah. month. Yeah, in Blakeney. Yep. Sweet. Sure. Out in uh, Charlotte area. So if you're in the Charlotte area, look him up, and uh, it's going to be awesome. He's he's. I've worked with a lot of personal trainers over the years, and I've been very impressed. So uh, that's why I asked him to come on this show because I want you to hear from someone that that's what they do. You know. I, uh, you know, obviously, I, I know a lot about exercise, but it's not my core focus. So um, I hired him for a reason because um, I thought I could do better, and I am. So and my butt's sore right now from <laughs> yesterday's workout or two days ago's workout. We're gonna work out after this, and probably everything else is gonna be sore tomorrow. So, anyways, all right, David. So tell me a little bit about you. What got you into uh, being a personal trainer, and uh, you know, where's your, where's your passion at in this? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, like a lot of kids growing up, I was pretty thin. Uh, played soccer year-round, uh, graduated high school. I think I was like 160 pounds and wanted to kind of change. Well, you were 160 pounds? Yeah. How much do you weigh now? 195. I'm jealous. <laughs> I was 160 pounds too, and I was always trying to gain weight. My most was I got to 180, and now I am uh, I just stay at 170. Yeah. It doesn't go anywhere. Well, I was 205 when I graduated. Maybe you can change that for me. Yeah. And um, what was really funny was my um, my freshman year, I met a guy that's now my best friend. We went home for summer. I came back, had put on about 20 pounds. He's like, I need to do what you're doing. <laughs> I was like, man, I might actually be good at this. Nice. And uh, so a lot of people, a lot of friends in college really asked me for advice on it. So I just kind of became obsessed with it and wanted to see what was possible with human potential mm -hmm. as far as optimizing health. So kind of became borderline obsessed uh, with what was possible with human potential. Um, there's a difference between people that are normal and people that are optimal. And I know you guys are, are, are very passionate about seeing you know, labs beforehand and, and seeing how we can mm -hmm. optimize those lab work uh, on the back end too. And you know, I, I went very briefly uh, to graduate school for physical therapy and decided it just wasn't for me. Uh, I don't like being on the reactive side of healthcare. I really like mm -hmm. being on the preventative and proactive side. And uh, that's what kind of keeps me motivated today is seeing, that's you know, awesome. just keep, keep learning um, everything that there is out there for us. I, I would say I think that was a, a very good move because, um, yeah, that's just, it's, some physical therapists is fun, but for the most part, you're just stuck in a 
place. Yeah. Like you get to go everywhere. You go to people's houses. It's, uh, you it's, travel around and you get to work with all these in, different individuals. Yeah. And you get to make your own hours, which is awesome. Right. And so, Absolutely. Um, no, I think you did, took the right move there. So let's dive into the stuff that people really want to hear. Not that they don't want to hear about us, but they want to know what do you need to do for exercise, right? Yeah. So, well, actually... One more thing about you. So you graduated with, uh, you said, in nutrition. So tell, tell us your degree real quick. Yeah, uh, bachelor's in nutrition science and a sports science minor. Then you continued on to get your personal training uh, degrees and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, nutrition, so, cool. all that stuff. Yep. Cool. All right, so um, if you had to give, because, again, it's a podcast. So different people are listening. It's hard to make it individualized. Yeah. But if you had to give, because it's kind of like the whole world, hey, here's what you need to do for exercise, and then we'll talk a little bit about how do you individualize it. Yeah. So go for it. Yeah, so I like to define terms, make sure everybody's on the same page. And a lot of people don't realize what makes up their metabolism. You hear that word thrown, a lot of, thrown out a lot. And I like to define it as total daily energy expenditure, and that's broken down into four things. You have your resting metabolic rate, which is 70% of your calorie burn during your day and that makes up essentially if you the clinical definition for that is if you were in a coma getting fed through a feeding tube you would still be burning that many calories per day and that should be the minimum calories that you're eating ever okay the next one is non-exercise activity so that's everything that you're doing whether it's cooking laundry walking the dog you know any all the little things going up and down stairs all those little things add up and that is about 68% of your day. You when you're sitting at a computer staring at it. Probably takes more energy. Yeah, like fid- just fidgeting. Like, yeah. yeah, all that little all the little stuff adds up. And then you have your thermal effect of food. Um, that's the energy it takes to actually digest your food. And then the last one is exercise activity, which only takes up 5% of that equation. And that would surprise most people because mm-hmm. a lot of people think, oh, exercise is what's going to move the needle for me. In reality, it's not. Um, wow. We see that the thermal effect of food, how much you're eating, all the non-exercise tasks are actually going to move those needle more for people than just the exercise activity. So ultimately, you're essentially like not focused exercise all day, but you should be doing something all day. Yeah, movement is, is huge. Movement is life. Oh, that's yeah. my favorite. That's actually one of my favorite quotes is, if you don't move, you die. Because uh, uh, we talked about this in, in the alignment part, but 90% of the stimulation stimulation to your brain, right, which controls everything, is actually the movement of your spine. So sitting all day long will kill you. Yep. So just uh, to give some positivity for those of you that have a desk job out there. <laughs> okay, so um, okay. So then, so then, so how do you take that now and say, okay, here's what you should be doing daily when it comes to exercises. They're like, hey, it should be 15 minutes a day. It should be 20 minutes a day. It should be like all high intensity, short duration, or should it be uh, walking? Like how do, you, how do you decide, here's what I need to do? Or should it be weightlifting? Like what would you say is, is like the best yeah. all around for everybody? So, so general advice, I would recommend a ratio of strength to cardio of at least two to one. Mm-hmm. It, for a lot of people, I actually recommend even higher three to one uh, strength to cardio. Cool. I see a lot of people over abusing the high intensity interval because of the amount of stress that puts on the body. Yeah, and it feels, it feels, I think people do that, like I do that too much, and that's why I actually got a trainer, is because it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't control it. It's just so much fun to just yeah. go all out all the time, and you realize, like I did that 75 hard challenge, and I did all out for all the, all the workouts, and I looked at pictures, and yeah, I was ripped, but my eyes were like sunk in and I had like circles under them uh-huh. and I took my testosterone. It was dropped. Like my blood work got worse after doing that because right. I was so stressed out. Yeah. Um, and so that's when I realized like, Oh, 
maybe over exercise the harder you go isn't always better yeah and there's a happy medium to this too so let's say somebody's working out five days a week they're going really really hard but because they're doing that they're less likely to go for a walk in the afternoon mm -hmm. so okay. their non-exercise activity drops the more they do exercise that's a that's big. I'd never thought about that before. That's that you just made me think about that. So yeah, so someone they're like, oh, I worked out today. So then they sit on the couch the rest of the day and exactly. do nothing and eat bonbons or whatever. Yep. Uh, it wow. So there's there's a really happy medium to kind of like a rule of thumb is I recommend everybody get close to eight thousand steps. We cool. see general health markers improve around eight to twelve thousand a day. So that ten thousand. Mark is really not arbitrary. Mm -hmm. They've done a, done a lot of studies on that. Cool. Um, and that, that would equate for most people about four to five miles a day. But you can do that. And the way I break it up for a lot of people, and I think this is very easy to do, is do a 10 to 15 minute walk after your main meal. So let's say you're eating three times a day. Give yourself enough time to go for a 10 minute walk after that. And you're already knocked out two to three miles right there. That's huge too, because it's it's a walk. It's not a workout, so you're still digesting food, right? Yep. So you're not increasing like stress levels. You're just going for a chill walk. Uh, and maybe throw some like classical music on. Put yourself in that parasympathetic state. You're breaking down your food. Most people uh, just work during their meals. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, like most people just sit around and eat. They never digest that food. It sits there. They sit there, and then they just get uh, fermentation and all kinds of disease yeah. buildup. There's a couple other things that help, that helps with. It helps with insulin sensitivity. It also helps with nutrient assimilation. Mm -hmm. So just that, that 10 minute walk is not just assisting your stress level, but it's assisting the digestion and absorption of those foods. What, what he's saying guys is really big because the, the, the idea of that insulin sensitivity, that is, is when you, you, someone that wants to lose weight, I'm not talking about just lose. I mean, this is diabetes. This is a blood sugar uh, uh, function. This is heart disease. All this insulin sensitivity goes back to that. So if, if doing things like this is where you're, okay, so you say that again, so you're eating, go for a walk, keep moving all day long, kind of keeps your insulin sensitivity there, which means your blood sugar stays down, right. which means in return, you're a healthy individual as a whole. Your ability to burn fat is much better because if, if you don't have insulin sensitivity, majority, not all, because there's people that are diabetic and you know not sensitive to insulin and, and don't get fat, but majority of people are going to gain weight. Yep. Right. It's going to turn to fat. Exactly. So that's, that's big. Um, okay. So you said, what was it again? Uh, give me the ratio again of, of strength to strength to cardio, uh, at least two to one, ideally probably closer to three to one. So okay. the, the way you would break that down over, and I like to do so, this. Yeah. Give me a, give me a five day, like breakdown of that. Yeah. So you would do, uh, let's, we'll say two on of strength, a day of, day of cardio or active recovery, another day of strength and then a day of rest. Okay. And then you could repeat that every five days. Now, what does rest look like? So rest would actually mean, you know, maybe sleeping in, getting an extra hour of sleep that day. Uh, I think sleep is, I know you probably already covered this earlier, um, but how important sleep is to mm -hmm. recovery. Uh, you know, just walking, let's say, you know, five, six mile walk would be a great rest day. Mm -hmm. uh, doing some yoga, doing some meditations. Did you say breath six work. mile walk? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I would you be can, so you bored for you, walk for six miles. <laughs> go, go, with, go with a friend. And, uh, there you go. You know, but but the, the, the rest day, what I was getting, think you would say and you did, rest is, is re, or an example of rest day is you're not just sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. You're I still would, moving. I would, I would probably get in a sauna for 30 cool. minutes. Um, yeah. yeah. Stuff that, like that. That's good. Read a book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, so, yeah. So, it's about movement all day long. So, now when it comes to high intensity uh, versus strength training versus... Um, uh, 
Well, actually, this is where I wanted to go with this. Sorry, let me back up a little bit. So when you said cardio, yeah, explain cardio because you know when I was in sports medicine back in uh, in, in college, my undergrad was sports med. Uh, this was two thousand. Three. Uh, when I was in, in sports med training, uh, cardio had to be uh, 30 minutes to an hour. It was all about the time you did, not the necessarily the intensity. And what we've learned since then is it's not that doesn't really how it works. So yeah. explain cardio to people too. Well, it, it, I think a lot of people. Because I don't want someone having yeah. to be on trauma for an hour. That's what they're thinking. <laughs> no, it's not. And, and a lot of people could actually be doing strength training disguised as cardio. So they're actually doing you know circuit training with weights, and they're doing that 20, 30 minutes a at a time, that's that's high intensity interval cardio, in my opinion. It's not actually strength work. Okay. Like yep. what, what I'm doing with you, we're resting, you know, two to three minutes on mm-hmm. some of those heavy sets. What I was doing through 75 hard is actually most, was mostly cardio with some weights in there, and not to not to interrupt this, but there's actually when you made me think of this, there's actually a study on this for testosterone levels. Oh, I'm sure. So you've heard like lifting weights increases testosterone. Well, what they found is it only acutely increases testosterone, meaning. It's not going to be a big game changer for someone, but they have found that it is a negative changer. Game changer is when you uh, do a lot of cardio and weightlifting together. So like what I was doing every day, I was lifting weights and cardio and it was all together combined that that actually crashes testosterone. Yeah. Pretty crazy. So the way I would define cardio, and we we actually look at this based on heart rate data. And so you have what's considered your aerobic base and an anaerobic threshold. Okay. Those are the two markers we look at when we look at cardio. Aerobic base is where your body is most efficient at utilizing fat as a fuel source. Anaerobic threshold is where your body is no longer able to oxidize fat and is only reliant on carbohydrates and creatine phosphate. Okay. So if, if your goal is fat loss, you want to stay closer to that aerobic base, which is going to be typically about 65% of your max heart rate. How do I determine max heart rate? If anybody's done this before, all you do is take your age, 220 minus your age, that's your max heart rate, take 65% of that, that is your aerobic base, roughly. Cool. For somebody that's a little more conditioned, like a professional athlete, that number's going to be a little bit higher, because the body's adapted to it. And then they, so to to really follow that max heart rate, you get yourself, I mean, a heart rate monitor, or most of these smart watch. I look at mine like it's a smart watch. I got a $20 Timex. (laughs) (laughs) I I like the cheap, simple one, the one you push two buttons on. But the the smart watches, most of them have heart rate monitors, right? A lot of them do. Yeah. Yeah. So those those are good. Or you can get yourself like a Garmin. Um, But what you're saying is paying attention to your heart rate is a big part, is a good part of cardio. Yeah. And and ideally, you'd want to get closer to that anaerobic threshold if your goal is to increase your VO2 max. And your VO2 max is clinically... How well does your body utilize oxygen? So if you think about like a marathon or or triathlon, they're going to have a very high VO2 max, which Mm -hmm. means they can sustain a workload for a long period of time versus somebody that's just getting into exercise. They shouldn't be staying around their anaerobic threshold. And like I mentioned before, that's when your body's mainly utilizing carbohydrates for fuel. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of people going really hard, like you were saying, so they're up, you know, 85, 90% of their heart rate and they're just driving the, the glucose, but they're really not seeing any of the needle moving forward on the fat loss. Yep. That's, that's really big. Uh, okay. So guys, we're running out of time here, but here's what I want to, I want to kind of over, uh, give an overview of what we just pretty much said, or at least just what I heard and correct me if I, I heard it wrong, uh, is that exercise isn't just exercise. And what I mean by that is we should be moving all day long. 
and we should be doing something specifically in terms of cardio and weight, weight or strength training uh, throughout our week at, at about a three to one ratio, three strength versus yeah. one cardio. Is that what it was? Okay. Ideally. Ideally. I mean, two, two to one for a lot of people works just as well. Yep. And then get that, get, look at, to individualize it. You start looking at yourself and saying, what is my heart rate and how do I keep it at that level when I'm doing my cardio? So you don't have to get on a treadmill and this is some people are going to be so happy to hear this. You don't have to get on a treadmill for 30 minutes to an hour. And I would actually recommend that you don't. And the other big point I think that he made here is that, uh, killing yourself every single day in a workout isn't the key to weight loss. I think most people need to hear that in this world that we live in today with the, um, I, I like CrossFit workouts, but, but unfortunately it's taken it to a level of extremes where, um, women have massive six packs and big biceps and all that. And to me, that's not healthy that they don't have a good cycle. Their hormones are out of alignment. Uh, and to me, that's not healthy, but we've put them as the picture of health yeah. for women or even for men. The picture of health is ripped and jacked. And like I told you, I was ripped and jacked. I mean, I, I look back at that picture, and I'm not bragging because I'm not there anymore, you know, but I looked at that picture, and I'm like, dang. But then I looked at my blood work, and it wasn't the same. No. And I see this over and over again in our clinics. These ripped people come in, and they, you think they're the fit. I actually had the worst blood work ever of any patient that in our office was a guy that has a six-pack. He's jacked. He's only, I think he's 41 or 42, and literally about to have a heart attack when you look at I mean, his, CR, his, um, his homocysteine levels were off the chart. His CRP levels were off the chart. His cholesterol was just way out of the line. I mean, it was just crazy how unhealthy he was, and quickly he was moving to heart disease. But when you look at his, his, when you look at him, he would have been on Men, Men's Health magazine. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally. So it's not a, just about killing yourself. Any last thing you want to tell them before we close up? So I like to sum up what you just said with the phrase "minimum effective dose." Cool. So everybody has to find that minimum effective dose of what what's the minimum I can do today that's going to move the needle. It's not what's the maximum I can do every single day to yeah. see improvement. That's never going to really work long term. I love it's that. It's got to be sustainable. That's that is an awesome message. I'm really glad you were on because that's that's what I want people to know is you don't have to you don't have to go crazy. Um, I, have to, I just I'm repeating that because I keep telling myself that because <laughs> it's fun to go crazy sometimes, right? It's fun to go all out working out because you get your stressors out. So every so often it's okay. Um, so David, cool. So how can people uh, hear from you and, and you know watch more of your stuff or listen to more of your stuff? Yeah, so my website's loman.health. Um, Spell that L O M A N. L O M A N dot health. And then my podcast is Turf Talk with Loman Health. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those. Cool. Yep. All right. And I'll put links to his podcast in the comments uh, section or in the, in the um, description below. Um, hey, you guys have an awesome day. I hope you got a lot out of this. And uh, this is Owning Your Health, helping you become your own health expert. Yeah.